Poetic Earthlings. I'm Adam. My father couldn't think of a more clever name. There were so many others to choose from, like Luke, Mohammed, Clark, and David, rather than the smallest amount of matter, a.k.a. Adam. My father said I'm extremely small with intense energy, not hyperactive like ADHD, but a contained nucleus of potential. Don't you hate it when someone says you have potential? They may mean it as a compliment, but I take it in the opposite as I start to question my contribution to the planet. However, my father said that I matter, that I'm attractive and special, and without me, the universe will crumble. That may seem grandiose and over the top, but trust me, listener, I don't have a God complex. Being the smallest amount of matter in the universe comes with humility. John Dalton wrote a book about me in 1808, stating that everything is made of me, down to your pinky ring and bikini string, down to the tip of your shoe laces, to the tip of Mount Everest. He was also called the father of atomic theory, the name taken from me. For almost 100 years, I remain a solid structure, undividable, irreducible, a solid constant in the galaxy. I guess I did have a God complex. Until Thomas burst my bubble in 1897 and discovered I could be divided into smaller components. Nuclear fission is the breaking up of a large atom into smaller pieces, usually done with a neutron, which is fired at the nucleus of the atom, splitting it into two or more parts, often producing a large amount of energy at the same time. To add insult to injury, the little devil, Mr. Rutherford, fired alpha particles at me, revealing I'm comprised of empty space with a dense nucleus in the center. His ideas were placed on hiatus when a short German dictator was voted into office. He created his own axis of evil, amassed warships and tanks, and moved across Europe. Allied forces were nervous. They feared the dictator would build a nuclear weapon, so they created a project called Manhattan in 1942 and went to work to build a nuke. You knew the world would not be the same. Two people laughed. Two people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Now I am become death. 
My predecessor, Little Boy, was a uranium model. The bigger fellow, Fat Man, was made of plutonium. Cute names given to objects of death. On August 6th, 1945, Little Boy was dropped on Hiroshima. Three days later, with no surrender, Fat Boy was dropped on Nakasagi. Death toll was over 100,000. Until they finally surrendered seven days later. Nuclear treaties were signed in blood and ink. Nations promised not to cross the line and to remember what happened in 1945. But nations kept on building, creating thousands of atoms with advanced precision, with supersonic ballistic missiles, with only one purpose to kill. The bear and the eagle were at odds with each other, pointing their fingers and stockpiling weapons. Children had to learn to duck and cover. Each side spun their own propaganda, making the enemy seem like monsters or one dimensional cartoon characters. Media's simple tactic of us versus them was quite appealing. Meanwhile, the beer launched Sputnik in 1957. Two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whir of your vacuum cleaner. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik. Using my resources to orbit the earth. Eagle was vexed that it wasn't first, so they decided to place a man on the moon. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult. Expensive to Seven years before the lunar landing, the beer shook hands with Cuba. The Eagle made a deal with Turkey as the missile crisis developed. Within the past week, unmistakable evidence has established the fact that a series of offensive missile sites is now in preparation on that imprisoned island. The purpose of these bases can be none other. And to provide a nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere. Thankfully, they decided not to blow up each other, since a scorched earth is not good for business, and no one thrives in a nuclear winter. They said never again. But here I am, in striking position, all because these two leaders refused to bend, holding on to their pride. Is more important than saving lives. One leader was born in luxury. He inherited a nuclear armory. The other leader won the lottery, bought an army of lawyers, and claimed the presidency. Two dicks with their own agenda. Two douchebags in the seat of power. One elected through a democratic process. The other took office when his father kicked the bucket. 
They promised lower taxes and affordable living, clean air, more jobs, and hope for the children. They even promised to reduce their nukes. They shook hands, signed papers, and smiled for the camera, even though it was only theater. Not one nuke was reduced, but people didn't question. They followed their leaders like sheep to the slaughter. Today, Pakistan conducted a successful test flight of indigenously developed Fata-1, guided multi-launch rocket system, capable of delivering a conventional warhead. Creativity is a finite gift. It carved a statue of David out of a slab of rock. New concern tonight about China's military capabilities amid a report the country recently tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile. A mathematical epiphany from a Jewish patent worker. How fleeting is the mind of the pen, the paintbrush, and a Picasso. The well is dry. All of my ideas have developed arthritis and inscribed their letters on tombstones. These are images of a new ballistic missile, which North Korea's state media says was successfully fired from a submarine. At least one was launched on Tuesday morning near the port city of Sinpo, off the country's east coast. Pyongyang says the weapon has guidance technology, which could make it harder to track and Will I leave a legacy? Does my literature have longevity to survive the brutality of time? Or would it be discarded, a masterpiece crumpled and forgotten, a headless body of writing floating? North and South Korea have both tested ballistic missiles within hours of each other on Wednesday. South Korea announced it had carried out its first submarine-launched ballistic missile. Sometimes I think too much about it. Hard to live in the moment when you're haunted by the future, the many rivers and crosses that are yet to come. Finite is creativity, and so is life. May I write, create, and learn in this beautiful now. I'm trying to interrupt the targeting system to crash into the ocean. I'm trying to send a distress signal to abort the mission. But I'm not sentient. Target acquired. I'm inanimate. A god particle encased in a warhead. A cold steel of vengeance. And man-crafted ignorance. What would be left of humanity when my body transforms into a mushroom. When dark clouds cover the sun. What would be left of humanity when fire rains down and consumes everyone that you love? What would be left of this third rock from the sun with its lush valleys and majestic hills? Will earth transform into a desert landscape A valley of dry bones and discarded dreams. If a remnant is left, will they repent? Or is tribalism built into the human DNA with racial lines and a clinched fist of hate? I curse the day when I was discovered to be tested and weaponized and used to divide. I was put on earth to be a blessing, not a snare not a doomsday apparatus, not a cloak of darkness 
suffocating man's existence. Look at them, trying to duck and cover, and retreat to their underground bunker. With only a false sense of protection, if they withstand my blast, they'll die from my radiation. I'm still trying to save them, but I can't override the targeting system, and I can't deny my basic programming. Since the bastards thought of everything, Are you old enough to remember the Cold War back in the 80s? I'm kind of dating myself here. The USSR and the Americans were at odds with each other. They both had nuclear weapons, and they still do. They were the superpowers. I was living in Canada, and I am still living in Canada. So you would think that I wouldn't be affected by this. We were affected. The whole world was affected at that time because you're either on the side of the Americans or you're on the Russians. People were afraid. I mean, real fear. They thought that any moment now, they have to run into a, a, an underground shelter. The news at that time, the way that they painted the Russians, they made all of the Russians seem like evil tyrants. Of course, all the Russians, they were the villains of the James Bond movies. You can never trust the Russians. That was the impression that everyone got at that time. It even trinkled down to WWF. Well, they call them WWE now, but back in the day was the World Wrestling Federation. They had this one character. Whenever he entered, I believe his name was the Iron Sheik. Whenever he entered the ring, everyone was booing every time. But whenever Hulk Hogan entered the ring, people were cheering. All of us were, I think, we were hoodwinked at the time, believing that the other side were the ultimate villains. Tribalism is a dangerous thing. It's always us versus them. Do your best not to get involved in it. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to do what I'm doing, creating shows, Poetic Earthling Studio is open. I could edit your show, make sure that you sound the greatest. If you like the production that I'm doing here, and you always wanted to produce your own show, then reach out to me, poeticearthlings.com. I want to make sure that I'm the right fit for you and you're the right fit for me. 
So what we could do is we could set up a 30-minute Zoom chat to see what kind of things you want to produce and and if I'm the right person to meet your needs. So it's a 30-minute free Zoom chat. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, show compassion to your fellow human. And I'll talk to you soon. Destroyer of Worlds, written and produced by York Campbell. If you want to overcome writer's block, imposter syndrome, and elevate your creativity, then sign up for our free newsletter, The Earthling Report. These are short articles that will give you the courage and the spark you need to tackle every creative challenge. You can find it on our website at PoeticEarthlings.com. I'm Shantae from ctamarketing.biz. See you next time on Poetic Earthlings. The cafeteria is loud with chatter, the noise and the clatter drowned out the Prime Minister addressing the nation. People ate their fruit salad, twisted fries on a platter, moved their chess pieces as he spoke about war. It doesn't seem to matter what our troops do yonder, our sons and daughters, blood spilled on foreign soil. They all seem nonchalant, eating their grey poupaw, sipping mochaccino as Canada goes to war. Somewhat apathetic, more concerned about the present, money in their wallet and their appetite for pleasure. Swimming in apathy, we love our luxury making plans for the weekend as Canada goes to war. Earlier today, you said that the 2% was just sort of a rough metric, the 2% on defense spending. But in 2014, um, it was a target that Canada did actually agree to in a formal declaration. Um, And yet our spending projections, or your government spending projections... um